All right, welcome. We are live. This is Orion Rising. I am your host, Leonard O'Neill. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, or good morrow, depending on where in the world you are tuning into this show. Share this out, share this out, share this out. Okay, it's Friday. Time for the Law of One. And I know of at least four, possibly five people that I used to work with that changed their time to go live to the time that I was live on Friday at 4 p.m. And since I've shifted my time to go live at 3 p.m., they are now live at 3 p.m. And I'm still friends with them, so I got notifications as they were all going live. Bing, 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 right when I go live. So I think that's kind of hilarious and a very telling about these people who were supposedly my friends when I was working with them. And then when I'm not, they all of a sudden start going live when I was live and when I'm live. So it's kind of telling in and of itself, right? So I'm live and welcome. Uh, those of you listening to me around the world on the MP3 file, you guys don't care because I want to hear this. It's already been live and you guys can't uh, respond. I'm actually thinking about switching platforms just so you guys know out there, uh, in case you guys do want to ask questions, I might be going back to um, Spreaker, I think is what it's called. Uh, and that had, I'm going to check with them again and see uh, they had, uh, you know, call, um, uh, so you could call on your phone, incoming calls, so you could call on your phone and ask questions as well as the chat. I'm going to look into that and see if that's a possibility. Since I haven't had my camera on and I get some question, Denise, welcome, I get some question of uh, of me not having my camera on because that bothers some people that can't see me while I'm talking. I get that because people want to look at your face. Um, it, that's that's a, 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 a thing that Pardon me as I'm choking on the water, on my own water that I'm trying to drink. That's a thing, and I get that. Because going forward, uh, I'm going to be traveling around the world and coming to a theater near you or an amphitheater near you with a bunch of people that we're putting together to do so. And you'll see this uh, as the world progresses in the next uh, uh, years, especially shortly in the next year or two. And then going forward for the next 10, 15, 20 years, you're going to see this uh, with us uh, traveling the world and and uh, broadcasting from around the world uh, live to people and, and being in amphitheaters talking and teaching. It's going to be a lot of us that are going to be doing that. And you're going to see people coming in and out uh, that are going to be uh, touring with us from around the world as well. Uh, so it's something to look forward to. We are putting this together and we've been working on this for a while in the background and we still are hammering out the details for that. Uh, but I wanted to, to it wasn't uh, didn't fall on me uh, without my paying attention to um, uh, how many people are going live when I go live. Uh, and I changed my time to watch that happen. And, uh, and then I get people literally going live at three o'clock now. I bet if I change to Thursday, everybody will go live Thursday and I'll check on the, when they're all live. Uh, they change depending on where I'm at. These very same people who are supposed to be used to be my friends and worked with me and, and uh, apparently respected me um, will try to jump all over when I'm live. And, and uh, I think that's funny that they do that. Uh, if I had ego problems, I'd probably get really mad and call them out by name or show up in their show and, and start talking smack. But I don't do that. Um, I just watch it and uh, let you guys see it. Because some of you that are uh, that watch this show, you know what I'm talking about because you know who's live right now <laughs> and who's not. OK, so 
Uh, I backed up a few questions because it was very important, the information that Raw was talking about. Um, yeah, I know, Denise, because you can't be there and here at the same time, right? So you have to choose. That's what they're doing. They're, they're doing that on purpose. Denny said, I hate when they do that. They do that on purpose because they're trying to make you choose to either uh, be on uh, with them live or with me live. That's why people do that. They pick a time. Uh, you know, normally their show was at a different time and a different day. And all of a sudden they change it to the exact time that I'm on. Then I change mine because of I, I saw that people were doing that. And that all these people that I've worked with for the past seven years, who never had a show on Friday. That's why I did my show on Friday. I don't want to touch Friday. Friday's primetime and everybody in the world's out partying and no one cares. And they don't want to tune in. All of those people do their shows now on Friday. <laughs> why is that? I wonder. Right. So and, and most of those people talk smack about me and uh, behind my back, uh, which you won't hear me do. I don't do that about people. Um, I, I may mention, but I don't mention I'm not going to mention the names. Obviously, they know who they are. You guys out there in the world know who I'm talking about. Those of you around the world that listen to it on MP3 broadcast, you listen to me whenever you want to, because that's where I broadcast it. You guys just can't interact and ask questions directly. You have to send them to me in emails or on Messenger or Instagram or Facebook or wherever, uh, or um, YouTube, uh, wherever you guys can reach me. And that, and that happens, and we have conversations in the background, and I try to answer people, uh, and that's why we're going to be going around the world. Now, speaking of that, before we get into Raw, I did back up a few questions. You'll see that and, and why, uh, and we'll get into that in a second. Okay, so Cassie, welcome, by the way. I didn't say hi to you when you got here. <laughs> I saw you pop in and didn't say hello. I apologize. I was too busy talking about what our plans are for the future. Uh, and Cassie is part of that. Uh, I was just uh, talking to um, Jacqueline Taylor yesterday. We filmed an episode, uh, about an hour. I don't know exactly what the, the exact time was, uh, give or take a few minutes, but it was we shot for an hour, and it was about the law of squares, but it was really just the beginning. Uh, so that's going to air tomorrow, Saturday, wherever you are. If you're up on the other, just on the other side of the Prime Meridian, those of you in Australia, it's already Saturday. So it's going to air uh, in approximately, I don't know, maybe 10, 12, maybe more than 12, probably 15 hours from now. So for you, it'll probably be late night or Sunday morning because we're so far behind you guys. You guys are 15, 16 hours ahead of us. So it's going to air tomorrow, and I'm not sure what time she airs her show. Um, I think it's 3 p.m. Don't quote me, 1 p.m. Pacific maybe. Um, don't quote me, though. I haven't looked at the, the schedule for it. Uh, and so it, we, we will be there uh, uh, to answer questions in the chat for those of you who uh, have questions. Uh, both of us plan to be there live to answer questions, but, we're, but we won't be stopping the show to talk like we normally wouldn't like I do here because we actually filmed it instead of being live. Uh, we are, it is going to be a series. We have already planned to do another episode because we want to talk about living the law of squares and what that entails and what that means. Um, and, uh, but we had to give you the basics, uh, because, uh, and, and I'll, and I'll say this one on the next episode as well, but I didn't actually specify it. Neither did Jacqueline, uh, because the conversations that we have off air are super high level conversations. John, welcome. 
Um, if you guys are out there and you're listening and you don't say hello in the chat, I don't see that you're there. If you say hello in the chat and I don't answer you, it's because I'm broadcasting on uh, multiple channels. And some for some reason, not all of the chats end up in StreamYard, which is bothering me because I pay these guys like $160 a year for this. And they tell me that it's supposed to work. But if I put it on two places, uh, on if I broadcast on two places on Facebook, one of them doesn't end up in here. And uh, that bothers me. They keep saying it's Facebook. Facebook keeps saying it's them. Pass the buck is what people do that are actually out for money. And they're not actually out for fixing things. And, and so they both go, the other guy's problem. It's the other guy's problem. I had a website that I uh, had up. Uh, selling everything that you can imagine that has to do with every religion and spiritual way of practice on the face of the earth had over a million things up there. And um, Google said that my uh, programming for the credit card was not, in fact, uh, certified uh, so that it was not people weren't able to steal the information or that I wasn't stealing your information. I was paying a company to do that and ask them why. They said, "With this is, you know, this is the company that, that does that and certifies just about every uh, website that has a credit card attachment. And they said, it's them, not you. It's not us. It's them. And I, so they couldn't hammer that out. So I ended up, um, you know, just shutting down my website completely because there was nobody that wanted to buy from me because Google would warn them that I was probably stealing your information. And um, I and, and so I, you know, I was going to sue both of them. Uh, I just decided that it wasn't that important uh, at the time. So I did not do that. But it's my website is off the air because of that. Peter, welcome. Peter Coyle, welcome from Ireland, my brother. OK, so. Um, so what we were talking about, Jacqueline and I, it was so high level vibration that we had to pull ourselves back down to a level where we could bring you guys uh, on board and bring you up. And, and uh, we forget to how how far we have to go to uh, to get people from uh, this lower level and pull them up sometimes. So we we decided to do that because uh, to warn you that in the next episode. So if you guys really want to know some crazy talk from high vibration. Uh, tune in. So tomorrow, Jacqueline Taylor's uh, show, Live with Jackie, is going to be us talking there and pulling you up in a way that's crazy. And we're doing that so that the next week when we go live, it's going to be an insane amount of high vibrational talk that some of you are probably going to think we're crazy and don't want to have any part of, or you're going to go, holy crap, we're going to pull you out of your uh, comfort zone, which is what I try to do in here. But we really pull you away out of your comfort zone uh, there. Karen, welcome. Okay, so uh, what we were talking about last week here on uh, the Law of One is the the last harvest, uh, in which uh, Dawn is referring to as the second harvest. And uh, I wanted to back up a little bit because we kind of skipped over. I, I remember us doing it, but I didn't really ring this out because they talk about, Raw talks about the population of the earth 25,000 years ago. So we know what the population was in 1981 to 1984 when this was being channeled. It was 2.5 billion uh, souls on the earth, human beings on the earth. And today it's 7.8 or 7.9 billion people. Okay, 25,000 years ago, the total population of humans on the earth was roughly about 340 to 360,000 people. Okay, and you're going to hear Raw talk about that. So I want to back up to that because it also specifies when and how the earth became stuck. 
uh, without the introduction of Raw saying, well, we ended up giving you guys uh, some information that uh, messed things up and got you also stuck. Okay, so we'll pick that up right here in a second as we go. All right, so uh, let me go ahead and, and start. So we are on session, I think, 22. Yeah, we're on session 22, and I think I'm on question eight or nine right here. You'll see as we go uh, along. But I wanted to back up a few so that you would hear this because of what this entails so we can ring that out a little bit more. So I'm going to do I'm going to start this. Somebody listen and give me a sound check. Tell me in the chat if the sound is loud enough for you to hear. Otherwise, I'll adjust the sound. All right. So here we go. Let's start with raw here and uh, we'll just continue with uh, uh, February 10th, 1981, session 22 question, I believe nine, but don't quote me. 22.9 questioner about how many people populated the earth totally at that time. That is incarnated in the physical at any one time. Ra, I am Ra. I am assuming that you intend to query regarding the number of incarnate mind slash body slash spirit complexes at the end of the second major cycle, this number being approximately 345, 345,345,000 entities. Thank you, Peter, for the sound check. Denise, all you guys, you said that if the sound was good. Okay, so 345,000 entities uh, 25,000 years ago. Okay, that's it. A pop total population of the Earth. Now, the reason for that, we know that at 75,000 years ago, there was, in fact, a meteor strike on the planet, which killed off the uh, and a volcano, which killed off uh, the, almost the entire planet. So we were down to the entire total population of the Earth was in Australia, South Africa, Madagascar, which is off the coast of Africa on the east side, which is really high up, and the uh, the uh, uh, Vikings in the north, Scandinavians in the north, uh, Norway, Finland, uh, and Sweden. Okay, so that was the total population of the planet, and so that was fifty thousand years after the decimation of the Earth. So literally, the human population of the planet after that decimation. This is before the flood. This is the time before the flood. Okay, at that time. The total population of the Earth was probably, I, I hear, uh, I think that Stephen and Evan Strong, when they did their out of Australia theory and they and they uh, rang that out, I think they said we were somewhere around 68 to 75,000 human beings worldwide. Okay. And all of us are now um, descendants of those three clans or peoples that uh, lived and populated. And all of that was proven because everyone says that, the, that everybody came out of Africa and that Africa spawned the entire world. And the Australians did their DNA and said, we don't have any, any DNA from Africa. And there's this DNA in the planet that is, that is the RH negative factor, which means there are humans on this earth that do not have African DNA. That's what that means. RH negative is, is negative means no DNA tracing back to Africa. Okay, so uh, literally they were like, well, then where? What? What the heck? And so the, that spawned uh, this investigation that is ongoing to this day that is changing the course of history and uh, rewriting history, honestly. Uh, finding out that um, that the, there was, the, you know, the, the Vikings actually uh, and I show this, if you go to my Facebook page and go into my photos and look at the Celts and the Vikings, there's maps in there and timelines that show you that everything that is uh, that is Europe and Asia, all the way across the, the, the entire, uh, uh, th literally the landmass, was owned by the Vikings before, before now. 
And uh, and we have proof of that. And that's where people couldn't figure all that out before, because they were like, why are we finding these mummies in Tibet and, and over in China of these, uh, you know, a taller white kilt wearing tattooed, long haired beard uh, non-Asians? How is that possible that they made their way out there? Well, they must have been traders or something and they made their way there. And that was what they thought. And they just assumed that until they started doing DNA tests and they started actually digging people up and really checking timelines. And that came with the onset of the out of Australia theory spawned this. And, and then they furthered that by checking the DNA of all the people. Uh, and then in 2012, they found a Native American female uh, mummy here in the United States, less than 100 miles from where I'm actually sitting right now talking to. And they uh, did her DNA and found out she didn't have any Asian DNA. And that the, they started finding those Native Americans all over the United States in, in the in Central America and South America. So they realized the original Native uh, Americans prior to the ones that we have now that are older uh, do not have any a Asian DNA, which means they did not come across the land bridge in the north uh, across Alaska from Russia. So they got here another way. Or they got here fast enough to where they never bred with the people of the Mongolians and the Chinese. Okay, so all of that changed the course of history. Why is that important to what we're talking about right now? Because you see that 25,000 years ago, there was only 345,000 human beings worldwide at that time. And then it's going to progress as far as uh, talking about when we got stuck, because a lot of people try to say that, well, this is a penal colony and Earth was always uh, a creation of aliens and that we are a mix of these seven different races. And that the only reason that there is life on this planet is because some aliens came here and mixed their DNA with uh, with uh, apes. That is not the case. And also they'll tell you what well, we're also a slave labor uh, or a penal colony. That is not the case. If that were the case, we would have been stuck and there wouldn't have been freedom and there wouldn't have been free uh, uh, ascension. OK, and this is why it's important to look at uh, history, because when you look at history through the eyes of theology or mythology, you see when things definitely changed. And I write about that and I have written about that in my book that I'm hoping to get published in the next few months before uh, Christmas. I keep adding to it when I say I'm done. I just added another 20 pages to it after I said I'm done with it and I'm going to start working on publishing it and I'm just going to edit it. Now I'm going back and editing it and as I am. I'm like, I have to add this. I have to add that. Um, I, so I need to stop doing that and, and remember because, you know, that I am going to be writing more books to ring out all the things I'm talking about. So the reason I say all of this is not just because of that, but because of when we're looking at history and we're actually talking about that, we're finding out that the timelines and the scenarios aren't the same as what was going on in here. For instance, you're about to hear about the Atlanteans and everyone's like, well, they were all evil and they uh, screwed things up and they did screw things up, but they weren't evil. And the weird thing I also wanted to mention and this is why I backed this up. I just watched the uh, Aquaman that came out and whenever that was 2013, 14, 15, 16, 17, whatever with Jason Momoa. And I realized that it's the King Arthur story. His name was actually Arthur, and he had to draw not the sword from the stone, but he had to draw the trident from the dead king's hands, and only the the pure heart and that is supposed to be the next king can pull that. It's the same story as, as King Arthur. In fact, his name was Arthur. Uh, and why is that important? They were Atlanteans, and they show in that... The, the writers of that were geniuses. They show in that that the Atlanteans screwed things up 
and uh, messed up the, the planet. And, and uh, they don't get into all the details, but it's the details that we talk about that got the planet stuck by stopping the rotation of the earth because of their greed. And they show that in there. And I was like, wow, they actually show what is considered fringe history by everyone else. Oh, it's just a comic book of Aquaman, which just means Waterman, by the way. And that's why I love the, the movie Waterworld, because the character in Waterworld is basically Aquaman. He, they just don't show him talking to animals <laughs> or becoming king of the race of people underwater. Um, they let you believe that humans evolved into uh, aquatic beings because the flood uh, you know, had uh, taken over the earth uh, to the point where the land mass was about 100 miles um, and then generations and you know that's what's funny there but water world uh it could be waterman because aquaman aqua means water uh so aquaman is just greek uh, roman actually roman and italian for or latin uh for water aqua same as, as spanish and agua uh, in in uh, brazilian or, or uh, you know, uh, Portuguese. Uh, so so it's, it's very similar and it's funny. Okay, so why is any of this important? Because timelines and the way history was told uh, says that we were stuck. Everybody would have you believe we're a slave race. There were these ancient aliens that got here hundreds of thousands of years ago and they owned us and they, they were the only ones who taught us anything. Uh, and yet 25,000 years ago was when, it was when Atlantis was around. People were like Atlantis was so long ago. I don't even know how we know about it. Well, 25,000 years ago, knowing about that happening just 25,000 years ago would allow that the Romans would have knowledge of the Atlanteans the way people think and that the Celts and the Vikings would have. Because if you look at the placement of High Brazil, High Brazil, I talked about this last year, last week, High Brazil, if you're uh, in the UK, if you're English, High Brazil. Uh, and Atlantis, if you actually listen to what the Greeks and the Romans say and the Egyptians and then listen to what all the Vikings say and look into the ocean where those two places were and what happened to those two places, you find out they are, in fact, one and the same. OK, so High Brazil and Atlantis were the same people. All right. And, and people are don't make that correlation to this day. And they say there were different islands or different cities, city states. They might have been. But that's like saying that. That, uh, uh, you know, that uh, it, on the Greek nation, all of Greece, that Arcadia was a completely different uh, uh, people or that, you know, the hoplites of, of uh, Sparta and the, and the Arcadians were completely different people. They were only separated by 200 miles. They were the same people with two different city states. That's like saying that California and Arizona are completely different species. They're not. They're the same. They're just two sovereign nations who joined a union, not at the same time either, by the way. Okay. So literally it's your perspective. That's the, the all the truths we cling to depend greatly on a certain point of view. And that point of view is yours, each individual person. You cling to truths because you think that they are because either someone told you or you were programmed to believe it, or you made up your mind and said, think that that is true because you think so. Some people are that arrogant. A lot of people are, as a matter of fact. Okay, so let's continue. So there was only 345,000 people 25,000 years ago on the face of the earth. And nobody thinks this is the end times. And we have 7.9 billion souls that increased in 45 years from 2.5 to 7.9. That's not like emptying the well of souls or anything that all the Bibles talk about and dusty old thumbs. Not at all. It's just a coincidence. There's that word that you can't prove. We talked about that on the show. You'll hear about that tomorrow if you tune in to Jacqueline 
uh, Taylor's show where I am on there as the guest host and we're talking about that. All right, let's continue. 22.10 questioner, approximately how many were harvestable out of the total number? Ra, I am Ra. There were approximately 150, 150 entities harvestable. 22.11 questioner, a very small number. Then as the next cycle started, are these the entities then that stayed to work on the planet? I, I didn't know about that. Cassie didn't tell me about that. She's talking about um, having to have minor surgery on Monday. We'll have to talk afterwards. We'll chat. I didn't know that anything was going on. Um, not that she needs to tell me. I just keep tabs on, on people around me. <laughs> and I, and I, I knew she had an appointment, but I didn't know that it was going to turn into that. So uh, it's news to me. I'm like, huh, what? Wait, what? What's this? So I apologize. Okay. So uh, so he's literally asking Ron now, so were these the people, 100 and so, 125 or whatever that number was, uh, were capable of, uh, but most of them uh, decided to stay. And we're going to find out why, right? So he's asking if these people were wanderers. Let's continue. Ra, I am Ra. These entities were visited by the Confederation and became desirous of remaining in order to aid the planetary consciousness. This is correct. 22.12 questioner, what type of visit did the Confederation make to this group of 150 entities? Ra, I am Ra. A light being appeared bearing that which may be called a shield of light. It spoke of the oneness and infinity of all creation and of those things which await those ready for harvest. It described in golden words the beauties of love as lived. It then allowed a telepathic linkage to progressively show those who were interested the plight of third density when seen as a planetary complex. It then left. 22.13 questioner, and did all of these entities then decide to stay and help during the next 25,000 year cycle? Ra, I am Ra. This is correct. As a group they stayed. There were those peripherally associated with this culture which did not stay. However, they were not able to be harvested either and so, beginning at the very highest, shall we say, of the sub-octaves of third density, repeated this density. Many of those who have been of a loving nature are not wanderers, but those of this particular origin of second cycle. 22.14 questioner. See, so a lot of people are not considered wanderers because they're indigenous to here, and they have also returned like a wanderer to help. So there is another distinction that people are unaware of. Uh, and this is why I uh, you know, always I, I say to take this stuff with a grain of salt, because I, I believe there are many people who are claiming they are walk ins that are not, in fact, walk ins. OK, a walk in is literally someone who who is occupying someone else's body that someone else who was a soul was in that body and could not or did not or didn't or, or was tired and, and did not want to continue. And, and a wanderer decided to ask them if they could replace them. And they said yes. And so they are now walked in. I don't believe that that is happening as much as people think. I think some people are, are hearing the term walk in and they're saying, yes, I'm a walk in. And they're actually wanderers. And they were actually born in that in that body. But I could be wrong because I, I just know that walk-ins are not as, as commonplace as these people are saying. There's hundreds of them that meet and they're on live shows. And I'm like, oh, you guys are not walk-ins. You just think you are because you've been misled as to what it is that you're doing. You're not awake enough. Uh, and, and people assume, and this is why I say this, people assume when they someone says they're a walk-in, they go, oh, well, they must be completely awake and know everything. And they don't, because if they did, they wouldn't be claiming that they're a walk-in. 
unless they actually were. And they would actually be explaining the difference. And I never hear anyone uh, that are walk-ins explain to you the difference between what is a wanderer, what is a walk-in, and what is someone who has just returned. No one ever talks about this part that some of the people who that are you guys out there that are very awake, if not completely awake, are not from a different place. You're not a walk-in. You're not a wanderer who has came come here. You were actually from here, and you developed here, and you grew up here for, for, from first density, second density, into third density, and you woke up to where you could graduate and chose to stay here and return and help. Everybody wants to lump everybody into one title. And, you know, oh, well, that person's a walk-in and that person's a walk-in and you're a walk-in and you're a walk-in and you get a car and you get a car and everybody's going home with the new album. Okay. Because that's what they see on television. So I think that some of these people are not awake enough and they're just awake enough to know. And, but they're like, yep, I'm a, I'm a walk-in. I, I would love to talk to a few of those to find out if they truly are a walk-in. Uh, and, and honestly, I, I really would, uh, because they don't believe that there's that many walk-ins, but there could be because there's so many people on this earth right now, but I don't believe that many people were allowed to, or were that tired and hundreds, if not thousands of people, uh, because I know that there are billions of, of wanderers here. Okay. And, and so why, if there are billions of wanderers, why would these wanderers just want to be walk-ins when the whole purpose is we're here to try and uplift everybody, even the ones that are stuck? So instead of replacing all the ones that are stuck, because if we did that, we could literally end this right now by pulling out everybody who's stuck and having one of the wanderers jump into their bodies and be a walk-in. And that would change the course of, of all of history overnight. Literally overnight, we would have this entire place awake. Because all the wanderers would take over for all of the billions of souls that are tired, that have been stuck, shloom, pull them all out, put somebody in, the entire vibration of this planet changes, and that is usurping the prime directive. Okay, so walk-ins are not something that happened as often as people think. And they just got a hold of that term somewhere and they just started. That's just like, you know, Anunnaki. These same people that are awake are telling you there's a species of people called the Anunnaki. There is no proof of that. It all goes back to mistranslation and then a perversion of that translation into an entire species. And then they just inserted that to species over the top of the Nephilim, right? And which is really weird because the Nephilim, and this is what most people, I have yet to hear anyone make this correlation, weird that the Nephilim is a Greek spelling of Nephilim, okay, which is a Viking word it goes with the nine worlds, Nephilim, okay, Nephilim, Nephilim. Um, weird that that is the exact same word, and one is saying that it is a place where certain people live that is a planet that is a different one from here, and that in this so-called oldest religion on the earth, the Mesopotamian religion, which is a Greek uh, word, weirdly, uh, that's supposed to be a Mesopotamian word, is this beings that are on a different planet called Nephilim that they claim, right? And that they claim that the Vikings just invented their religion in the 1300s, yet uh, all these terms from these ancient religions happen to be uh, different translations of spellings of some of these Viking things. Nephilim being the supposed creator race of the humans uh, is, is just a different spelling of the word Nephilim.
And it means the same thing. It means home of a certain people, right? So the, so the, you know, like Nephilim means Heim means home, okay, or realm in, in English. But you can't Google that to, to find out the translation. That's just like no one knows what, what Yggdrasil means. Yggdrasil means tree of life. Right, it's the name of that energy which we would call the force. And uh, Thor is thunder, and his hammer, Thor's hammer, Mjolnir, Mjolnir, it's actually Mjolnir. That actually means lightning. But they, but no one knows these things when you try to Google that. They're like, well, we don't know exactly what that meant because the Vikings never taught anybody their language. So how can you claim that no people who didn't write anything down and never taught anybody their language only existed uh, because somebody wrote a book about it in the 1300s and that was when they must have invented the entire thing. Yet all of their stuff, when you ask those people, they say is older than any of the religions on the earth and, uh, and all these other religions have all of their stuff in it. Uh, so, so because they don't have anything written for the Vikings till the 1300s and you have something written from Mesopotamia uh, 5,000 years ago, everyone says, well, that's obvious that the oldest writing, because that was sophistication, must be, right? Must be the, the answer to everything, right? So uh, I'm sorry, Denise, I was not looking at the questions, right? So you're saying, can you, I'm not yelling, but can you answer my question? Uh, and if you comments above, please. Okay, so let me find your question, put my glasses on, I didn't have them on, I was trying to make a point. So I didn't, I wasn't reading the chat, so I apologize. Um, okay, so what was your question? Um, I'm dog sitting this weekend. I don't think that was it. <laughs> uh, let's see. Could you become a walk-in if someone has an NDE? Um, no, uh, that's a good question. Yes and no. You could become you uh, if you have a if you have an NDE uh, and you remember it. You're not a walk-in. You are literally out of your body and back in your body. That's the experience of a near-death experience is that you're experiencing being out of your body and, and astral traveling and then coming back into your body. And I, you know what? I love that you brought that up because that's actually kind of important. Uh, and let me explain why. Um, right? I know, Cassie, where are these people? They're the ones that always need to be in here. Penny and Rick, they're always like, I'm always late. And I never know when you're live. I go live every Friday at 3 p.m., and those are the ones who want to be in here. That's hilarious. Where's the rest of them? Get them in here. Where's Mel? Um, get those people in here. Uh, so that's actually, uh, uh, so no, uh, to answer your question, uh, Denise, no. Because if you have a near-death experience, you were already in the body. You came out of your body thinking that you were going to die, started traveling as if you were going to die, got there somewhere, and someone said, whoa, wait, it's not your time yet. Go back. And then you came back into your body. Now, I say that because... People who have a near-death experience, it's okay and it's very important and everyone wants to hear the story. Yet, if I take DMT, ayahuasca, uh, uh, or a higher number of THC or some uh, psilocybin from eating mushrooms and have the exact same scenario happen, people say I'm tripping because I was on drugs. Literally. Think about that. Yeah, no, all right. Thank you, Cassie. Cassie said, that's why we're a team, Leo. I know. I love you, girl. Thank you. So literally, if I have that same experience, I'm not called the walk-in. I'm not called anything but a drug addict and crazy. I was, I was there, and then I was out of my body, and then I went and talked to God, and there were angels there that said, it's not your time, and you have to go back. 
And I said, well, I don't want to go back. And they were like, well, let me show you everything that happened. Here's heaven. Here's hell. Here's everything in between. And now go back. And I had to come back to my body. If you say I, uh, I was in the operating room and this happened to me and all of a sudden I got out of my body and the spirit took me and I went there to this place and they gave me all that same information and then said, it's not your time and come back. All of a sudden you're a rock star and everyone in the world wants to ask you how Elvis is uh, and what's going on. Uh, and, and with the world, did you get to see and talk to Elvis on the other side? Uh, and then you're important. But if you but if you take a, a, a drug that raises your vibration to have that same effect, uh, peyote or, or, you know, any of those, then all of a sudden now you're just a drug addict and you're just making shit up in your head. <laughs> Think about the, the standards here. Right. Literally, the, there was a guy here in Oakland, California, which is about 75 miles south in the San Francisco Bay Area where I grew up. Um, I grew up about 15 miles, uh, 12 miles from uh, that that place. There's a church uh, that this guy started uh, and in Oakland, and it's a, a church about uh, of for uh, use of uh, uh, mushrooms for spiritual advancement. So it's so it is literally set up as a religion with a church where you can go to, and you don't necessarily have to do any kind of psychedelic. But if you want to, then they have them there to uh, give to you. You can either purchase them or donate money for them, and they get them uh, by the mushrooms through. And they're there to help you so that you don't freak out uh, while this happens. And they had him on Fox. They literally had him on Jesse Waters' show. And uh, I just happened to, to hear about it and turned it on because I wanted to see it. And so Jesse was was not attacking him. He was actually curious. He was like, okay, so wait a minute. So did you take these mushrooms? And he's like, yes, I did. Uh, yes, of course. And what happened? He said, and I saw God. He's like, so you saw God. Explain that. And he said, I, this is what happened. I took the, the mushrooms. They were showing you how they grind the mushrooms up and make a drink out of them or a tea out of them. And you drink, drink the mushrooms with the chunks in it. And, and you get in and then you have this uh, this uh, 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 um, trip because of, uh, I hate to use the word term trip, because as soon as you do, they go, oh, psychedelic drugs. That's just all made up in your brain. And he said, what happened? And he said, I was taken uh, out of my body and taken to the source of the universe and told that everything, listen to this now, guys, that everything is alive. Everything is life down to every single molecule. And all of this is happening in the mind of the creator and is an illusion. This was on Fox. A guy who took mushrooms and has created a church had this happen to him, and they're claiming that it only happened because he was on mushrooms, yet I don't do these drugs, and many other millions, billions of people in the world don't do these drugs. We talk about that a little bit on, on the show tomorrow with Jacqueline and myself, that we're, we literally talk about that, that uh, that this, this guy had this. And it was told that everything is alive. Everything is part of the of God. You, me, everything is God. Just like I, and I'll tell you that tomorrow on the show. So tune in there. Uh, and so I'm not going to tell you any more of that because it's covered. Jacqueline and I talk about that uh, a little bit more. So uh, tune in tomorrow to Jacqueline Taylor's show and you'll hear more about that little ditty. Now, let's get back to this uh, question at hand, right? So if you have a near-death experience, again, it's you're not a walk-in because you were already in the body and you were pulled out and had that experience and then was brought back to your body. And you remember that uh, as, a, as an experience that you had. Okay, so you're not a walk-in. You're, you're, you were already legally in that body. Uh, walk-ins are literally claim 
I was a disembodied spirit that was coming to earth to help and somebody who already owned a body uh, and had that body at some stage in their life. Sometimes they will walk in and they're like, I got here an hour ago. I got here 10 minutes, 10 years ago. And that person couldn't do it anymore. And they volunteered to become that person, came in, assumed all of their memories, assumed everything that they had. Uh, and, uh, and no one knew the difference between that person. Although some of us can tell uh, when that happens, I mean, literally people who know me, if you go back to a year ago last May and uh, and some attributed it to my quitting drinking alcohol in March. So it was it was two months after I had quit alcohol that there was this definite change. Well, that was exactly when millions of us know that there was a shift in the timeline. OK, and everybody that knew me at the time was said you were completely different. You even talked different than you did then. And I knew it. I knew that there was a shift in time. And then, uh, of course, Peter Coyle was showing the videos. Look, yeah, no, here, dude, it was a, it was a shift, a big one. And uh, so am I a walk-in? No, no, because it was me. I'm not here. And I would tell you that if I was a walk-in, I'm not the same soul that was here. I am the same soul, but that was a different version of me that is now in a different timeline. It was still me. So I didn't come in. And this is why I think that and why I tell you this story, as I think some of these walk-ins that are getting here are shifting wanderers that have shifted into their own body in a different reality than they were in before. And they think that they were a separate person. Some of them might be. I don't know what the total number is, but I'm telling you, uh, as a person who could use the Melchizedek title if I wanted, that it, it is a very low number of people that are actually walk-ins. And I think some of these people, as they wake up, are going to realize they're not actually a walk-in. And once they get past their ego, they're going to go, you know what, I'm, I don't, I, I, the term that I used before is wrong. I am actually the person who owns this body, not because I'm separate from that person. And so technically you could say that about them because the, the personality is slightly different. But when you go up just, uh, you know, passed into the fourth or fifth uh, dimension uh, or density, you're going to find that's actually the same soul. It's so it's so the, these people who, claim that I don't think are that number. I honestly don't. But then again, I don't know everything, right? So is Ormus, Denise says, is Ormus used for spiritual advancement? Yes, that is what it is for. It is literally what Ormus is, actually Ormes. It's O-R-M-E, but everybody says O-R-M-U-S, and we've never figured out why. <laughs> it just became said that way. We think Cleopatra changed it because it. The, I think the the if you look at the way the Egyptian language language was, I think Ormus uh, is uh, what their language was. But Ormes, uh, O-R-M-E, means obituarily rearranged monoatomic element. That's where you get the E, monoatomic element. Uh, and what that is, uh, literally, that's what that means. So what that is, is you're, you're taking seawater, pure seawater, uh, and you're stirring it, and that creates an energy field, a vortex, a, a toroidia field, toroidium field, Taurus field, uh, not to be uh, not to be mistaken for the Taurus, the bull, but a Taurus, which is that sphere, that globe that has this, the, it's a circle, a globe that has the holes in the top and bottom that go down to a zero point in the center. And so as you stir the, the water uh, with the salt in it and you add something to it in the ancient Egyptian way of doing that is adding uh, uh, baking soda, not not uh, not sodium carbonate, but uh, uh, or not sodium bicarbonate, but sodium carbonate. And um, the sodium carbonate uh, raises the pH of the water. And when it hits the 9.0 uh, or 9.5, 
that causes all of the elements that are trapped in the crystals of the salt structure to fall out and be released out of the sodium. And what's left in the water is just the sodium. Uh, and then you wash it a few times to get the sodium completely out of the water. And then you drain the water off of it uh, finally. And what you have left is the cake uh, and it's white. And this is the white gold that people came from all over the universe to this planet to get, by the way. It's not gold, the yellow gold or the rose gold or the chocolate gold that is the stone. Uh, but everybody thinks that it is. It's the same thing with the fountain of youth. The fountain of youth, everyone assumes, is some water fountain somewhere you can go to, like in Pirates of the Caribbean, and drink the water and live forever. It's not. The fountain of youth was literally Ormus. Uh, so Ormus is taken because what it does, and that's a beautiful question, Denise, and this is why I'm taking more time with this. And I'm like, ooh, like this question. What Ormus does in the body when you take it, which I didn't take any today, but I have for the last three or four days because I just made a big batch. Uh, it, when you take it, it literally goes into your brain with all of these autoatomic uh, elements that are orbitrally arranged uh, and that enhances their, uh, their uh, uh, properties, which those, uh, those elements are the building blocks of the universe itself with all of the energy in it. It is literally the mana or mana that everyone talks about in all the religions that comes from God. It is the logos in its raw pure form in the transformers. I forget what they called it, but it was the spark of life. That's what they call it, which is the pneuma, which is the, the, the spark of life, the breath of God in that particle that they had that they would put in their heart chakra. By the way, you guys really need to pay attention to transformers. <laughs> it's a cartoon, but it was made to show you ascension and how to ascend. Okay. And uh, so that spark of life that they put in their heart chakra that illuminates them is manna, is the pneuma, and that is the breath of God. That is what Ormus is transmuted into and that you're getting out of the salt crystals that happen only in nature and are deposited into the crystalline structures around the world. And salt is the only one that we can leach this, uh, this uh, chemical out of into a chemical that we can ingest. And when that gets in the body, the effect that it has in your brain of illuminating your brain and firing all of your synapses of your brain and, and, uh, and illuminating all of your brain cells is the exact same thing that we go through every month. Every single person goes through when the moon cycle is happening and the moon goes into your sun sign, your birth sign. And for that 2.5 days, if you sustain from having any sexual activity of any kind, uh, you know, uh, uh, you know, masturbation or otherwise, and you're eating right, meditating and exercising and sleeping properly as a norm, the effects of what happens to this oil that's in your body, that is the land of milk and honey, that is the Jesus, the Christos, the the, the, or Moses character or any of those characters, including Thor. And if you read Thor's story of him being cast down to earth and then arising back up and bringing the army of Midgard to help the, uh, to uh, chase away Fenrir, the wolf who's covered the world in darkness, the veiling of the human condition uh, and illuminating with the lightning, uh, the, the, his war hammer and cracking the sky. Uh, he illuminates the, the brain this is what uh, Ormus actually does. Uh, you can take it on a daily basis, but it's also determined by your state of mind at the time. Okay.
So, uh, so literally, so, um, okay, I will. So, sorry, Cassie says, I sent you a, a PM. Please read. Um, so, literally, so literally, the, the, that is the chemical reaction of what happens when you take it. Okay. So, it, it helps to eliminate you. But, you. but if you're not ready, it won't do anything for you. If you're not practicing things, there, it won't do anything for you. Okay. So the only way that it, that it works is you have to actually have training. You have to know what you're doing to make it. And then you have to also be in the right state of mind. Otherwise, just like wasting the energy that your body naturally does, it won't do anything for you. Okay. So, uh, but that's what it, that's the whole purpose of it. Okay. So l let's continue, but that's a great question. And that's a great uh, uh, thing to, to know, but there's training that needs to be involved. Just like we tell you with everything else that I can tell you something, but if you run out there and say, now I got to tell the world and you don't know what you're doing, you're not doing anything. And that's called eating from the tree of life. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so then, then it won't help you. Uh, Cause if you're in a bad mood or in the wrong mood, it'll make you worse. So if you're in a bad mood or angry uh, state of mind and you take Ormus, you'll be angrier. Uh, and, it, and then it, it so it, it literally is your intentions have to be pure and you have it's the same with the, the natural thing that happens in your body. And this is why we're trying to guide people into knowing that. OK, <laughs> because you can't I can't just tell you on here without training you on the mindset and in fact, making it and how that is entailed. There's a, a whole procedure and a spell and a ritual and everything that you have to do. Otherwise, it's you're not going to get anything. And it's going to be mundane, just like anything else. If there's no creation added to something, then it's going to taste like a burger that you get from McDonald's uh, and not the one that you cooked on the grill at your house. Right. And I tell people to try that. Go and buy, have somebody buy one from McDonald's, make a grill, a burger on your grill or in your house, in your kitchen, make a hamburger the way, you, exactly the way they make it at a McDonald's or I'm just using that term. So don't sue me, McDonald's, uh, any fast food restaurant uh, and bring that and then uh, blind taste test them. Have someone do that. You're going to go, oh, this one's so much better. It tastes good and it feels good. And you're going to find out it's not your favorite hamburger from the favorite burger joint that that has almost no energy in it because it's made by someone who doesn't care. They don't want to be there. There. Most of the time it's kids who are nowhere near awake they're there and they don't want to be there. And they're just there because their parents are making them have a job and they're just got to get it done. I hate this place. I can't wait to go home so I can get back on TikTok. And because of that, it, it bleeds over. Right. <laughs> OK, so um, let's continue. Sorry. Now I have all kinds of people messaging me. <laughs> so. Uh, so, OK. So l let me continue. Sorry, I got a bunch of uh, people uh, talking. So, uh, and I'll read your guys' stuff afterwards. All right, let's continue with Raw. So we literally at the time, 25,000 years ago, 340, I think they said 350,000 humans on the earth. And uh, the, of the 150 uh, that were capable of, uh, of ascending, most of them returned to help out here. Now you're going to hear about, and we're going to move into Atlantis. This is why I rewound it here. So let's continue. Are all of these entities still with us in this cycle? Ra, I am Ra. The entities repeating the third density major cycle have, in some few cases, been able to leave. These entities have chosen to join their brothers and sisters, as you would call these entities. 22.15 Questioner, were any of these entities names that we know from our historical past? 
Okay, before we get into that, I didn't see what Cassie had written um, where she said, uh, we've been studying micro and macro dosing with uh, psilocybin mushrooms. Yeah, and that's exactly what I was referring to when I was talking about the church. And that guy, that's what he's doing there as well. I, I don't know him. Sorry, I'm picking something out of my teeth. I got something stuck in my mouth. Weird. It feels like a piece of hair or something in my tooth. Anyway, I'll have to get a, I'll have to get a um, floss. <laughs> I don't have the camera on, right? So, but yeah, I, I haven't actually done that myself, other than I'm, I'm taking mushrooms, but I'm not taking them that have a, a you know a psilocybin uh, uh, in them, at least not in high doses. So, uh, let me know how that goes, Cassie, because I, I I'm thinking about doing that myself. Um, so we'll have you and I'll have to talk about that afterwards, uh, because I haven't actually gotten into doing that personally, uh, in, and I know that these people are saying that when you do it right. And this is why I, I saw that what you said there and was like, oh, wow, when you're doing it right, you can actually like Ormus, you can actually um, um, do the if, when you do the right thing, you can hit the doses that you want to have certain effects happen um, without having too much. Uh, because I think I told you the story, a buddy of mine who lives in Sedona, Arizona, made a batch and his girlfriend ate like a tablespoon of it and, and was like, oh, my God, I saw God. Same thing happened like a like as if she had a DMT trip or a psilocybin. Uh, she literally was pulled out of body, yanked out of body and went before the back to the source and everything in between and then came back and was like, I wasn't prepared for that. <laughs> Changed her life. Uh, and he was like, oh, my God, why did you take so much your first time? You can't just do that. You got to actually you have to. That's why I was saying, uh, Denise, you have to know what you're doing because you have to start at small doses and and uh, see what your tolerance is and where you where it affects you and how and how strongly. Okay, let's continue. That have appeared as incarnated beings we find in our history. Ra, I am Ra. Well, Denise is not like uh, uh, Cassie and I live near each other. She she lives in the Midwest in the North, and I'm over here in California. We're thousands of miles away, would, or at least a thousand miles. It would take me two or three days to get to her, at least two days. So we don't. It's not like that. We don't hang out. I wish we we did live closer so that her and I could hang out and do some of this stuff. <laughs> right? I'm way out here on the West Coast, man, behind enemy lines in the just outside the state capital, the den of the of the the uh, Marxist communist regime that's trying to rule this country right now all right let's continue the one known as sound vibration complex saint augustine is of such a nature the one known as saint Teresa of such a nature the one known as saint francis of assisi of such nature these entities being of monastic background as you would call it found incarnation in the same type of ambience appropriate for further learning 22.16 questioner well then, as the cycle terminated 25,000 years ago, what was the reaction of the Confederation to the lack of harvest? Ra, I am Ra. We became concerned. 22.17 questioner, was any action taken immediately, or did you wait for a call? Ra, I am Ra. The Council of Saturn acted only in allowing the entry into third density of other mind-slash-body-slash-spirit complexes of third density. See, now he's referring early on in this session, he said Council of Venus. Now he's saying Council of Saturn. So and, and I want to make that distinction that there there is more than one council here. OK, in different places. But the, the Council of Planets, which is the Council of Venus, is the large body that governs. And there's other groups of people like the Orion Council of Light. Uh, it is part of the Council of Saturn, but also part of the Council of Venus, the Council of Planets. So then you have the coalition 
the Orion Coalition of Light, and those are all us who are representing the, the Orion Council down here in physical form. Okay, so there is distinctions of different places. Uh, and so some people say that's not a real council and that's not. a. But then you, anyone who knows will say, you know, there's like a ton of councils here, right? <laughs> you can't have like five billion souls that are wanderers and not have millions, if not billions of, of councils that are here, that are conglomerations of people that got together and came here as one, even if it's three people, four people or five people or whatever. Uh, so there's a lot of different weird councils that are all working together to be down here to help what's going on. And so right here, the raw council, which is part of the Orion uh, Council of Light, uh, is stationed uh, of their own council in around Venus, but they're also part of the large council and have a contingency there at the council of, uh, of uh, or the other way around, council of yeah Venus and the no the council of Saturn and the council of Venus, and that is the galactic council that you hear about. Everyone thinks there's one giant council that rules the entire galaxy uh, of uh, of uh, the Milky Way. Well, there is, but that's not the governing body that's here in this. Yeah, we're not that important to where that governing body has a shop, although they would have just like we have the United Nations or, or we have our own consulates. So that's what you have to realize that as below, so above. So there is a contingent, but they don't rule. This isn't where everybody meets. There is a place where everybody meets, just like the United Nations of the world. And those are representatives of each country that meet in the central area to try and discuss what's going on for the entire planet and all countries to try and keep everybody on the same page. Same thing as below, so above, guys. Same thing happens in the spiritual that happens in the physical. All right. And that's really weird for people to get. They all think that the spiritual immediately because the religion will teach you that there is this place, then there's heaven. And so that means that when you leave here, you're literally that far up to where you're in heaven. And that's the place. That's the utopia that you go to for the rest of your existence. That's just not true. <laughs> it's not right after this. The next place after this is not that place. That's not where you go. And, and that is the biggest uh, thing that we're up against on this earth, because the status quo to keep you in this mindset is for you to believe that there's here and then there's there. And there's nothing in between. And what you do here determines whether you're in there or out of there, okay? And that is the corruption of those uh, of all the religions into it's either heaven or hell, and it's pass or fail, right? There's nothing in between. There's no redemption. There's you're either good and you go to heaven or you're bad and you go to hell. Uh, and then when you're in hell, after you get there, after you get there, you have to repent your ways. Do you see? That's all a lie. All right, let's continue. Not wanderers but those who sought further third density experience. This was done randomly so that free will would not be violated for there was not yet a call. 22 so 22,000 years ago, there was not a call of being stuck on this earth. It only appears that things are have gone on longer than that because of the way time works here. Okay, so that's really weird because there's the quantum weirdness. Because I'll tell you, I've been here for 150,000 years. The truth is, it's only been a couple of 20,000 years, but not from our perspective. <laughs> okay, from our perspective, things are completely different. Past is longer ago than it actually is in our perception. Let's continue. 2.18 questioner was the next action taken by the Confederation when a call occurred. Ra, I am Ra. This is correct. 22.19 questioner, who or what group produced this call, and what action was taken by the Confederation? Ra, the calling was that of Atlanteans. 
This calling was for what you would call understanding with the distortion towards helping other selves. The action taken is that which you take part in at this time, the impression of information through channels, as you would call them. 22.20 Questioner, was this first calling then at a time before Atlantis became technologically advanced? Ra, I am Ra. This is basically correct. 22.21 Questioner, then did the technological advancement of Atlantis come because of this call? I am assuming the call was answered to bring them the law of one and the law of love as a distortion of the law of one, but did they also then get technological information that caused them to grow into such a highly technological society? Ra, I am Ra. Not at first. At about the same time as we first appeared in the skies over Egypt and continuing thereafter, other entities of the Confederation appeared unto Atlanteans who had reached a level of philosophical understanding, shall we misuse this word, which was consonant with communication, to encourage and inspire studies in the mystery of unity. However, requests being made for healing and other understandings, information was passed having to do with crystals and the building of pyramids as well as temples, as you would call them, which were associated with training. See, now, again, all of the pyramids, sorry, I had to jump up for a second. My mother was deciding that she was going to go to bed at 4 p.m. and went in and closed the door, so I had to go and retrieve her. So uh, so I kind of skipped over some of that to talk about what I was probably should have talked about. But the pyramids built with the crystals were not built for pharaohs and kings. They were built for ascension, and that is what they were there for is training for ascension. Let's continue. 22.22 questioner. Was this training the same type of initiatory training that was done with the Egyptians? Ra, I am Ra. This training was different in that the social complex was more, shall we say, sophisticated and less contradictory and barbarous in its ways of thinking. Therefore the temples were temples of learning rather than the attempt being made to totally separate and put upon a pedestal the healers. Okay, and so literally there were places for learning. And then guess what happened? People got a hold of them, right? So let's go back to the Atlanteans first, then we'll come back up to here. So literally 22,000 years ago, the Atlanteans called out for help because they had screwed up and tinkered with three, six, and nine and stopped the earth from spinning and it flipped over on its axis, right? So I know what was said there. So I want to go back to that. And that got the planet stuck because it caused a, a shift in all the landmass. It broke the dam that was holding back the water in the north that was frozen and the seas rose more than 500 feet. Uh, and so it wasn't the 40 days and 40 nights of rain, but it also happened at the same time. As the 40 days and 40 nights of rain happened, and that happened because they also cracked the sky. They cracked the ozone layer that was holding. There's a water. There's water to this day up in our ionosphere uh, surrounding the Earth. There was far, far more millions of decaliters up there before, and that broke open at the same time. So when the Earth flipped over on its axis because it stopped spinning and all the landmass continued to float, on the mantle that changed and shifted the entire earth. And while it flipped over on its axis and flipped back up on its axis and they restarted the earth because of their greed and uh, working, they cracked all of the crystals on this earth uh, and only crystals that are now developing and being created by the earth are uncracked. Most crystals, if you pick one up anywhere in the store, it's not because it's all, oh, well, it's not perfect crystal. Uh, even the crystal that they make uh, glassware out of, it has cracks in it. That all happened when they cracked the earth by screwing with three, six, and nine. It's the reason why people like Nikola Tesla uh, and Da Vinci and myself and anyone like me in science will not give the secrets 
of three, six, and nine fully over to the evil people because they will do it again because they're still trying to go down that road. And if they ever discover what that means, they will do the same thing they, that the Atlanteans did because evil people can't leave well enough alone. They're trying to do it with AI right now, and it's in it. They'll go down that road if we allow them to. So we're not allowing them anymore. They are children, and they cannot be trusted with that information. Not a joke. <laughs> okay. So the Atlanteans screwed the Earth up, flipped it over on its axis. We're still tilted off by 23.3 degrees, 23.5 actually, it's 23.32 degrees off kilter. Currently, all of the crystalline structures of the planet, the crystals themselves were harmed and damaged by what they did. It got the entire people stuck and then they called out for help. That was 22,000 years ago. That was when we got stuck. So we haven't been a penal colony forever. We weren't invented by this evil race of people that are capturing our souls. All of that is a lie being perpetuated by the Orion Crusaders when they got here. Okay, It occurred because of stupid people, the Luciferians, who believe that they're superior on this earth and that, they're, that they are uh, spiritually superior. They're the ones, the evil people that are descendants that are still here, that believe they own the planet. They believe that they're, they're part of that religion and they far, know far more because they know a little bit more. I know 100 times more than they could ever possibly know, and I can use that and they can't. And I'm not the only one. There are billions of us here that have that ability, but we're not telling them. And they, even if we do, they can't do anything with it. That's the thing that they're trying to figure out. They can't do anything with it because you actually have to be in service to the all. Otherwise, what happens is exactly what happened in Atlantis 22,000 years ago is, is you damage things by trying to force it. So I liked it in the beginning of Aquaman. They showed that the Atlanteans, with their greed, they don't tell you what exactly they did, but you realize there was this big, giant explosion that cracked the earth. <laughs> okay. Not literally cracking the earth, but cracked the, the fabric of uh, space-time and the earth itself. That's what the Atlanteans did. Then they got stuck and called out for help. Okay, So it's only been 22,000 years since that happened. And then, of course, there was the deluge and everything that was caused by that. And then the human population had to replenish itself. And it was already not a lot back then. So it had to replenish itself. So this is the beginning of our societal system that we now currently have with the information that we still have. But there are still remnants. And this is how I know this, because people say, well, how do I know you're not just making that up, Leo? How do I know Carla didn't make it up and you're just running with it? Because I've told you where the scrolls are to read about it. They exist. They exist on this planet, some in the in the Book of Kells, some in the Colbrin Bible. Those are both uh, in Ireland and Scotland, respectively. And other scrolls that are still in, in Egypt because those scrolls of the Colbrin Bible, the first half of that Bible, came out of Egypt with the Exodus, with Moses. Those scrolls were brought with those people out of there, and the and the monks of Ireland and Scotland got a hold of those, recopied them, and took them back to uh, Ireland and Scotland, and recopied these books and these scrolls and brought them back out to the world. There's also scrolls in the archives that used to be Alexandria before they burnt that because they wanted all that information to disappear. Why? Because it told the story of these people, not in a, in, a, in a positive light, that all of these people who think they rule the planet, who want to come out and say, we're your rulers, because we're these Luciferians. The truth is they're evil and they did stupid stuff and they did evil things that got the planet stuck, but they don't want anybody to know about that. That is the, what they're trying to take away from you, that in the knowledge of all the stuff that I'm trying to tell you and that Ra was trying to tell you. They want all of that to go away so that you're asleep and you'll just feed them money. 
and stay status quo. That's what my entire book is about. And stay status quo of just uh, believing money is everything and without it, the whole planet stops, right? And that this is everything there is. Don't worry about anything else. You won't own anything, but you'll be have everything and you'll like it. Uh, and just continue with what you're doing and everything will be fine. And that's where if you're in the chats today, especially I think it was returning to the old ways, it might have been the law of one where the, the video that Tom McDonald put out uh, about the system. He wrote that uh, entire int song called The System about that, about the system, talking as if using the egoic ideology of the ego uh, uh, in him. That's why he has the red uh, um, uh, things on when he's his own ego. They're black. I. Uh, um, um, uh, things that he has in his eyes. Uh, I can't think of the word right now um, that he wears contact lenses. Uh, and when he's being the system, they're red. And why is that? Because he's trying to show you the difference. He's trying to be evil. And he's trying to show you that the system itself is evil because it was set up by evil people and it is their religion. And that is what, uh, what happened in Atlantis. It wasn't all Atlanteans weren't all evil. It was only the evil people in their greed that did it. And then the other people escaped the planet and left the other ones stranded here. And the ones, the remnants of them are mostly evil people, uh, are remnants of them. I'm not saying that all of the evil people left or got stuck and only the evil people, because there's a lot of people that are uh, still here trying to help that won't tell you they're Atlanteans because they don't want people to, to associate you. Uh, just like when I say I'm from Orion, people are like, wait a minute, uh, uh, all the people from Orion are evil. Pay attention. You're, you, you got that idea from Raw, and if you listen, Raw says they were from Orion. Okay, so an entire species that's here to help in 1981 to 1984 that you're basing your whole ideology on came from there, following those people to here. They're not evil. So not everybody is evil from one place. And when you're in 3D, it's it's always somewhere between 8 and 14% of the population. So no matter what planet you go to, there's going to be 8 to 14% that are evil and everyone else is going to be good. So just because a marauding group of evil people got together and start, went from one place to another doesn't mean that everyone that where they came from is evil and we need to go and destroy their home world because they must all be evil. That's egoic thinking of revenge and thinking that, well, uh, you know, uh, just like in Starship Troopers, somebody attacked us from that place. We need to go there and kill everyone there. That's what they did. And then they found out that the, that the bugs, what they called them, were actually afraid of humans because they thought we were invading them. So, the, but they don't, they don't ring that out so much in the movie, but if you read the books, you find that out. They weren't all evil. It's just some evil people attacked earth because they thought earth was going to attack them. And the evil people convinced them just like what happened here. And so they attacked and then the, then the evil humans came to them and they were afraid because now they were like, we woke them up and now they're all going to come here and conquer us. And that's what most of them were doing. The military that shows up is their job is to murder everyone. Their job is not to be diplomats and find out why they're just there to kill everybody. So they were like, this must be all humans. When you assume that, that all humans are that way, that means that when the Germans attacked us or the Japanese, we have to kill all of the Japanese off the face of the earth and eradicate their race. Well, because they all must be evil. Look at, and, and that's not true, Leo. No one thinks that. Pit bulls. I call bullshit and call throw a trump card on your ideology. If you're going to say that we don't do that with people, pit bulls. Everyone thinks that all pit bulls are innately born evil. And they would have you believe right now, currently, if you're listening to anything the progressives worldwide tell you, if you are white, you are inherently racist. They want you to believe these absolutes. 
It's the only way that their narrative works is that you have to believe the absolutes that they're painting for you about everything, that all white people hate black people and Jews, and all white people want to kill all people that are, that are transsexual or bisexual or gay. And you, you, it doesn't matter who they are, they're just born that way. Okay, and that if you're born another race, then then you were born at a different station. Do you not realize the racism that they're trying to teach you? They're trying to tell you that, oh, by the way, all white people are racist and you, because you're black, are a subhuman. And who is telling you that? White people. Who is preaching to you this this racial equality, equity? White people. They're the ones that are behind all the money that are telling you all this. You don't hear Black Lives Matter talking about equity. And trying to and, and trying to teach you this this uh, agenda in your schools. It's not Black Lives Matter doing that. It's not African Americans doing that. It's not Jews doing that. It is the rich and the elite white people who they're telling you that white people are the problem, and they're the ones that are telling you that. You need to really look at that. That's what Tom McDonald's the system is trying to show you without him saying that words. Because if he said what I just said, I'll probably get deleted for saying this right now. If he said that, it'd probably get deleted. So the Atlanteans screwed things up 22,000 years ago, and we've been trying to fix what they fucked up since then. <laughs> Let's continue. And then not too long after that, 11,000 years ago, Raw showed up here and gave some information to evil priests who then took, tr- took that and got people even more stuck. That's the truth of it. Let's continue. 22.23 questioner. Then were there what we would call priests trained in these temples? Raw, I am Raw. You would not call them priests in the sense of celibacy, of obedience, and of poverty. They were priests in the sense of those devoted to learning. The difficulties became apparent as those trained in this learning began to attempt to use crystal powers for those things other than healing, as they were involved not only with learning but became involved with what you would call the governmental structure. Whoops, wait a minute. Separation of church and state? No, I don't think so. Separation of of religion and religion? Well, and I'm sorry, what? There's a blurred line. What just happened there? Let's continue. 22.24 questioner. Was all of their information given to them in the way you are giving our information now, through an instrument such as this instrument? Ra, I am Ra. There were visitations from time to time, but none of importance in the, shall we say, historical passage of events in your space slash time continuum. 22.25 questioner. Okay, so literally right there, what Ra says is, this unravels everything that the History Channel's uh, uh, Ancient Aliens teaches you. History Channel's Ancient Aliens says the only reason civilization is here is because aliens came here and taught us how to do it. Raw just said there was a little bit of, of this kind of thing, but nothing of any consequence. Okay, so the information, the, a lot of the information that you're hearing is, is false. Creator gods conquering gods is just not true that's part of the narrative that they're trying to teach you okay and that's literally in this session right here literally what Raj just said let's continue was it necessary for them to have a unified social complex for these visitations to occur what conditions were NEC I'm saying what conditions were necessary for these visitations to occur Ra, I am Ra. the conditions were to the calling of a group of people whose square overcame the integrated resistance of those unwilling to search or learn. The second requirement, the relative naivete of those members of the Confederation who felt that direct transfer of information would necessarily be as helpful for Atlanteans as it had been for the Confederation entity. 22.26 questioner, I see then. 
What you're saying is these naive confederation entities had had the same thing happen to them in the past, so they were doing the same thing for the Atlantean entities. Is this correct? Ra, I am Ra. This is correct. We remind you that we are one of the naive members of that confederation and are still attempting to recoup the damage for which we feel responsibility. See, I'm going to point that out. I was going to point that out anyways, because I just did, right? So he, Raul just said, they just said, we'll remind you that we're part of, the, of that entities that came here and gave that information that was perverted that we're still here trying to fix. So they inadvertently, they came here. So nobody's perfect. Everyone thinks this is like the last line of my book. I'm not going to give you the quote. But everybody thinks that the, that the, the creator of the universe must be perfect and that uh, you're, you become more and more and more perfect the closer you get. This is true in some sense. Uh, however, not 100% true because uh, this is literally the last lines of my book currently. Uh, I won't give you the exact translation, but I'll give you the, because otherwise I'd have to read it myself because I wrote it, but I'd have to read it to get verbatim uh, to quote it. But this is what I state, okay? That everyone assumes that, that the creator is perfect. If the creator was in fact perfect, there would be no reason for this scenario to even be thought up. The fact that the creator created an imperfect universe for people to learn from suggests that the creator doesn't either doesn't believe that it is in fact perfect or is trying to figure out if it is. Because the only way that you can do that and figure out a thing is to test that thing. So the creator of the universe created scenarios of individuals becoming self-aware and then eventually becoming self-aware and not knowing and remembering that they were the creator so that we could all have all of these individual experiences uh, and as many of them as we could possibly have, all uh, hoping to have infinite uh, experiences to what end? Well, to teach us to become a better person, but we are God. And that is known. We are the creator. So if we are the creator, why are we having this scenario happen? The only reason we could be doing that is either we don't believe that we are perfect, we're trying to prove that we are perfect, or we know that we are not perfect and we're trying to better ourselves by having every possible experience that we can imagine so that if we get to the end of the entire scenario and we've created everything that we could possibly create, we can then say we must be perfect because we have done it all. And since we know that we can't do it all because we are infinite, then it would be futile. Yet we are still doing it. Why? Because we are learning and experiencing and becoming a better being. So as below, so above. That's that's in my book. Not all of that that I just said, but all of that that I said is in my book. That's not the direct quote. The direct quote at the end of my book was, why would this all be happening? The only reason that it would be happening is because the creator is either trying to figure out if the creator is, in fact, perfect, or the creator knows it's not, and it is trying to become. Otherwise, there'd be no reason for this scenario to happen. Because you don't fix something unless it's broke. We already know that as a, as a statement. So if I'm perfect as the creator, I don't need to better myself in any way. But yet we are doing that and attempting to by creating scenarios of not knowing so that we can then what? Obviously test ourselves to see if we are uh, in some way can be better. So that means that we know that we can be because we're trying to figure out how to be. Okay, that's a paradox that might screw your brain up. But it's true.
It has to be. It ha- because it, it when when you do when you take everything, no matter how large it is, and reduce it to its common denominator, the common denominator here is learning, is becoming better. So that as below, so above. That means that on a grandiose scale, this was all created for that exact same purpose. Otherwise, the purpose would be different here. And because it's not, and it is growth, and it is experiencing life and death, it's because we are are alive, we are immortal, and we don't know life and death because we are immortal, so we're experiencing that. In the same sense, we're also growing by doing so. So that means that we know we are not done. So we are a work in progress always and forever, no matter how high up the chain you go. Okay? Okay. All right. So that's something that will blow your mind. You just got to look into and think for yourself. And so Raw's admitting right here that they were part of the reason that everyone is stuck. Right. I know. Uh, and uh, and I said, uh, sorry, I was giving Jamie support on how everyone is today. Uh, it, that's because she was just live. Right. I don't know if she's still live now, but she was she went live right when I went live which she normally doesn't go live on Fridays and she doesn't normally go live at 3 p.m. But now all of a sudden she's live on Friday at 3 p.m. when I'm going live. Weird. Okay, whatever. There's a lot of other people doing the same thing, going live at the same time. I should change my show and change it up to a different day just to watch and see if they change and then point it out. If I had ego, I would do that. Uh, but I don't, so I won't. Let's continue. It is our duty as well as honor to continue with your peoples. Therefore, until all traces of the distortions of our teach slash learnings have been embraced by their opposite distortions and balance achieved. 22.27 questioner, I see. Then I will state the picture I have now of Atlantis and you can tell me if I'm correct. We have a condition where a large enough number of the entities of Atlantis had started at least going in the direction of the law of one and living the law of one for their call to be heard by the confederation. This call was heard because using the law of squares, it overrode the opposite. I'm sorry, what? The law of squares? What's that? Tune in tomorrow. <laughs> Tune in tomorrow with Jacqueline Taylor and myself on Jacqueline's show, Weekend with Jackie, at I think uh, either 1 or 3 p.m. I'll have the I'll, I'll put the thing up on my page uh, later after the show. Jacqueline has it up now. Uh, and see the first hour that we filmed yesterday that we're going to be pl- talking about the law of squares that we're going to be end up probably doing a series on. I don't know how long we'll do it. We'll at least do two shows and we'll see how that goes to see if we do other shows as well. So you might want to take a look at that. And now let's get back to Raw talking about the law of squares. Position of the Atlantean entities that we're not calling. The Confederation then used channels such as we use now for communication and also made contact directly. But this turned out to be a mistake because it was perverted by some of the entities of Atlantis. Is this correct? Raw, this is correct with one exception. There is only one law. That is the law of one. Other so-called laws are distortions of this law, some of them primal and most important for progress to be understood. However, it is well that each so-called law, which we also call way, be understood as a distortion rather than a law. There is no multiplicity to the law of one. This will be the final question in length of this working. Right. So, but literally, right, he kind of downplays the idea of the law of squares, but he says all of that serves its purpose to allow people to uh, ascend on the different levels. So that's why literally I started with talking about science and the mathematics and uh, getting you to uh, understand what exactly, understand what exactly the law of squares would entail and mathematically, which Peter is 
uh, Peter Coyle is posting mathematical equations that you should look at in the chat that I'm not going to discuss because that could get me kicked off the air by just discussing that. And, and but you might want to look at the math there. And uh, literally, the the law of squares and the and the Fibonacci sequence, the golden mean ratio, the uh, um, the uh, Pythagorean Pythagorean theorem of three sixty nine, uh, as well as all of that put together, is the law of squares and the building blocks for the universe. Uh, it's uh, told in mathematics, so that still gets you to the law of one. And this is what Ra was referring to: that it, there is only one law of the universe, but all these other laws that they say, grand unified theories and all these other laws of the universe are uh, mathematical equations and symbols that represent a small portion of the overall laws of the of the universe itself. So when people say the law of thermodynamics, that just means the practice of and that only, thermodynamics only. Uh, and so when they say the law, when we refer to that down here as the law of this or the law of that, the law of the land, the law of the, of the, of the country, uh, the laws of, those are individual minor details that have to do with ruling certain sections of things. And this is what Raw meant by what he just said, where there is really only one law and all those other things are, are just a perversion of that law. Uh, he didn't mean that in uh, turned into a bad way. He meant that, and that's why he specified right at the end, that it does serve to uh, ascend you or get you to and help you along and aid you with your ascension, although there ultimately is only the law of one in the universe and everything else is a part of that. It is. So it's not a lie. It is true. But individually, when because we have cut everything out individually, even today, as a Merlin 5,000 years ago, 2,000 years ago, 1,000 years ago, I would know everything about everything. I would know everything about nature. I would know everything about stars. I would know everything about alchemy. I would know everything about marriage. I would know everything about. And now those are all individual uh, things that you get a certification for and a doctorate in. So now, back then, when when Copernicus was around and when Galileo was around, they were not just when they were uh, when they were a magi. They knew everything about all the sciences, all the arts, and everyone assumed that because they learned that and studied that their whole life. Nowadays, if you try to have somebody that has that, they have to have a degree in everything, including reading and writing and lyrics and all of that. And so you have to have, you have to go to college because these are people that wanted to make money. So they broke it up. It's just like with Reiki. When I, you know, 35 years ago, when I was learning Reiki, you were either a Reiki master teacher or you were a Reiki master teacher, or you were just a Reiki one and two. A Reiki three was master teacher. Now, some people are cutting that out to where there's Reiki one, Reiki two, Reiki three, Reiki uh, master, and then Reiki master teacher. And they want to charge you like 250 to $500 for each one. That's the quest for more money. That's what that is. Even my teacher who uh, makes you, who doesn't give you the master teacher certification, but gives you a master certification. The only reason she doesn't do it is because she wants you to attune people to get used to it teaching uh, beforehand so that you're serious about it. And then she gives you the master teacher. And I said, well, I don't know that I'm ever going to be teaching. So I don't really care. And she's like, it's not like you can't because the, there is only one master teacher title. And I was like, I know that. That's why. But I, but I don't know that I'm ever going to be charging money to teach them. OK, let's continue. Please ask it now. 22.28 questioner. What was the, the only question I was going to ask that I can think of was, could you give me the average lifespan of the Atlantean population? Ra, I am Ra. The average lifespan, as we have said, 
Is Miss? Okay, I'm going to have to go because my mother's trying to go out the front door now, I think. She's heading over there. I think she's trying to go out the front door. So I'll talk to you guys later. I got to end the broadcast. <laughs>